And welcome to the Cosmic Voice. This is season four, episode 20. I am here with my co-host, Chris Natalini. Hello, everybody. And I am Mick Michaels. Welcome back, everyone, to another show. Chris, how are you? I am doing good, man. I have have to say I have a little bit of a Christmas hangover, buddy. A little bit of a Christmas hangover. (laughs) My Christmas hangover pretty much lasts from January 7th. To right before Thanksgiving. So, um, you know what I mean? And it's usually a, a hangover stupor. So, you know what I mean? From July, though, I got to say, July gives me a little bit of a boost. Just a little, a little bit. bit. Yeah, it's short-lived. It's not as intensive as December, right? November, December. Well, at least, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Because the lights at night are definitely like a key factor in that whole nostalgia type of, you know, world that's being created because of the holiday season, right? right? And though I'm not a fan at all of the cold, there is that little bit of crispness in that weather that you're like, oh, you know, you know it's Christmas, right? You know it's Christmas. Yeah, it makes yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and there's that secret thing, just a little bit of blanket of the snow on Christmas, Christmas Eve, Christmas works for me. Not that I got to get out there and shovel, it's just a little bit of blanket. You know what I mean? Just a I dusting. Can, yeah, just, just a dust. Yeah, just a dust, and just so I can drive right over it and then out the driveway. That's it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Not, nothing that's, that's going to cause me extra pain or grief. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't I don't want to put my Gennady plastic bags on my shoes, you know what I mean? <laughs> Slip in there. And believe me, at 52, I'm still using them. They work perfect. That's you can right. hey, spend $60 on a pair of boots, 100 bucks on a pair of boots, the best galoshes or rubbers in the world. Listen, you take some plastic bags, you tie them around your feet, you slip right into your shoes, you got no problems. Absolutely. Keeps your feet nice and warm. It's beautiful. Keeps them dry. Yeah. It is the best. It oh, is yeah. the best. That's right. People laugh at me. My neighbors still laugh at me. I learned to, uh, you know, try to hide the plastic at one point, you know what I mean? So they didn't see, but they know it keeps creeping out. You know, the little wings kind of come out and like, yeah, ah, yeah, look who yep, he's got. Yep. Mick's wearing his plastic bags. That's right. That's and now, right. you know, it's getting harder to get plastic bags. So you got to, you got to, uh, you have to use them wisely. I know you do. You have to have your little winter storage in there, kind of like a squirrel, you're packing it away. You're hoping that maybe, (laughs) you know, two or three snowstorms here in the Philadelphia area is all you need, but you know, you never know. That's right. When when you go out there and it snows high, you need those plastic bags, right? Oh yeah. But if you know, if it's not touching, you know, much on the heel of your sneaker, you're okay. You're okay. You can get away with that. Yeah. So, (laughs) you know, you know what I'm trying to say. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh what's going on with you anything exciting no man nope just uh you know loving the summer weather you know it, it's been a great summer so far 
The weather's been gorgeous. Yeah, man, just love, I love this. You know, we've said it a million times. I just love this time of year. So, you know, love getting a little bit of sun. Loving it, man. It's a, It's been a good summer so far. Oh, yeah. It's been a good summer. I, yeah, you know it's a good summer when your grass is turning brown. And <laughs> yes. you know what I mean? Yes. I love it. Just mowing dirt at this point. That's right. <laughs> it's balling all over the place. But, uh, you, you know. How about you, man? How are things with you? They're good. They're good. You know, staying busy. Got a lot of things on the plate like I normally do. We're coming close to the end of this uh, of this run of season four. Very exciting. Know, man. It's like it's, it's crazy. it just flew by. It just flew by. It, it did fly by. We're already in July at this point. I well, know. At the time of recording this, we're in July. Right. It's a pretty exciting thing. We're already starting to map out parts of season five. That all depends on, you know, on the rock star here, the co-host. You know, he's got things going on, people. He, he can't be tied down to just a podcast. He's I a man a of the world. The I learned a lot from the show, apparently. What we yeah, <laughs> we apparently. He's, like, he's learned a <laughs> lot from the show, and, he, and he's put it into play, and it seems to be working. Maybe I'm <laughs> not listening, listening hard enough. It. Yes. <laughs> Is that where is is that where all our numbers are coming from? You're just replaying it. That's it, man. That's it. I'm faking it till I make That's it. That's right. Brother. What did I say? What did I say? And with that, let's get to the topic of tonight's show. As Chris said, it's fake it to make it. What does that really mean? Fake it to make it. Chris, what do you think, buddy? You know, right off the bat, you think fake it to make it. I mean, it's it's pretty self-explanatory, right? You just kind of fake it. But, I, you know, everything is about perception. Well, I shouldn't say everything, but sometimes things are about perception. And, you know, in the age of social media, which I know we say pretty much every week, you know, people look at other things, whether it be bands or models or weightlifting people or whatever, whatever you're into. They have better life or, you know, things are going great for them. And listen, everybody every day has the same kind of struggle. Somebody's struggling with something. Everything is not perfect from the top to the bottom. Life is just it's just not perfect. It's hard. So, you know, fake it till you make it, man. It's about perception. If you if you believe it and you look the part, then it's going to happen. You know, you kind of give yourself that, what's the word I'm looking for? A different kind of perception, I guess. It's not the word I wanted to use, but it's more when people see what you're doing, it just looks bigger because of the way you present it. And then you just follow through and eventually you will make it. I mean, if you stay the course and um, listen to this podcast and take notes... <laughs> and uh, you will, it was something will come of it. You will make it. But to me, you know, it's all about perception and, and branding yourself, making things happen. How about you, Mick? What do you think? Well, that saying now has become like posh, right? In vogue. It's kind of like almost a cool thing to say, right? Faking it till I make it, right? It's, it's like a tongue in cheek kind of side comment, but it's become a lot of reality for people. Yeah. And it's more acceptable. Right. Yeah, when you yeah, and I were yeah. younger, like they didn't use fake it to make it. They would just call you a poser. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, it's kind of like the same thing as when you and I were younger and even prior to that. If they said the word hack, that usually wasn't real good. That means you kind of you were a butcher of whatever you were doing and you didn't do it very well. Now they use the word hack as a way to make things easier for yourself, for your life, for your everyday stuff. So. I'm just putting some things in context before we get to the... Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I think that fake it till you make it, it suggests that by imitating confidence, competence, and an optimistic mindset, 
A person can realize those qualities in their real life and achieve the results they seek. I'm getting this off Wikipedia right now, so I'm going to repeat okay. that again. Fake it to make it. It suggests that by imitating confidence, competence, and an optimistic mindset, a person can realize those qualities in their real life and achieve the results they seek. So nowadays, there's that alternative thinking that you see it in your mind, you believe it in your heart, and you make an effort to do it is creating that universe of energy that you want to be. So whatever you think of, that's mm -hmm. what will be, or that's what you'll become. Or, you know, so if you're constantly thinking negative, well, then maybe that's why you seem to attract negativity. If you're constantly thinking positive thoughts, then more positive comes into your life. It's kind of that whole gift thing, the present, you know, and all that kind of stuff that yeah. they talked about, you know, that's been very popular, at least in the last 15 years. That train of thinking, that way of thinking is actually centuries old. I mean, it's it's been in a lot of different cultures for many years. It's getting more popular in the everyday lives of people, right? They're just creating these scenarios in their head so maybe they can overcome things that are, you know, not so great or what they look at as maybe mundane or boring or whatever. I used to look at it as like, well, you got to put on the show for people to come, whether you're ready for it or not. Yeah. Right. So yeah. yep. even if you're brand new when you're well, here's the thing. If you are brand new to it, you don't have everything worked out as a seasoned pro would right? a veteran yeah. player. So if you're new to the scene, is it good to act like a newbie? Well, in some regards, it seems to work. And in other regards, it doesn't. If you're a young band, and by young, I mean you're a teenage band, and you start playing in venues on bills with older bands, there's often that it gravitates towards that. Oh, they're a younger band. You know, and it's okay they made mistakes or they have that newbie because of the enthusiasm that they have, right? They're enthusiastic. They got all this energy. They may not be the best. They may not be perfect. But then there's that draw. But the flip side of that is, and I've seen this, if you are an older band, older in age, and you're flubbing it up up there, that old, uh, look at these, you know, what are these guys doing? They need to call it a day. You know, they let's get these guys yeah. off the stage. It's all, so <laughs> I think some of that plays into demographics. I also oh, believe okay. that sure. there's, there's also some gender inequality there as well. There's a little bit more leeway given to one gender than the other. There's sometimes age plays into it. And like I said, one way or the other, I've seen it happen multiple times over the years actually more than multiple times over the years and you're sometimes baffled by it. it's like well man if i did that what this band's doing i don't think i'd have the same reaction from the audience it all depends i've seen bands that weren't really that good but because they were new the audience kind of embraced them and then i've seen the opposite too that they were new and maybe not that good and the audience didn't embrace them right so i'm just kind of playing yeah. both yeah. sides giving yeah. you some information but in my opinion like if you're going to take that fake it to make it as a business startup okay you have to present yourself in a way that looks like you kind of know what you're doing and you have a plan of action i mean something yeah, oh, hap yeah. something haphazard well i i don't know that's not going to be it's not long term and you can't be consistent with it like sooner right. or later that shtick isn't going to work if you're no. really trying to push your music right but right. 
in the beginning, I think it's still good the more professional you make yourself appear to be is a positive. But I think the sidebar to that is, is you still have to allow yourself to be human, to be that regular person. Because as you do start up and you fake it to make it, like we're not Metallica. We're not Judas Priest. We're not Iron Maiden. And I've met people that are faking it to making it that come across like that, thinking that they're going to attract some type of something. Now, not to say that that won't happen. However, most of the time, the high percentages of people will go, oh my God, will you look at this guy? Is he serious? Right? I've worked with some tribute acts that actually believe that they're kind of that person or doing that yeah. thing and it kind of, yep. it's kind of a throw off like dude do you realize that you're not doing your own mu- you're doing somebody else's music it's already been laid out right. it's probably almost it's right. pretty much a proven right but you're right. not that right. person you know could that be a version of fake it to make it yeah it could be i think so i think if your mindset's right i don't think it's a bad thing and listen i'm going to be honest with you here's my personal opinion we're all faking it to making it because yeah. Until you made it, again, if you're making it, quote unquote, and you're comparing that to Metallica, well, then we're all faking it, aren't we? Well, and also, too, with that, I think it's one of those things where, you know, we all, you know, when we all get on stage, we all have this aura about ourselves, or at least a good portion of us, you know, where you kind of let the mute, you know, we have this attitude's not the right word, but attitude, just this, uh, you know, this aura that you present on stage, right? And it kind of goes along with your music and that's, you know, you're faking it. You're just kind of, uh, you know, you may, I know so many people that can barely speak in a room, you know, at someone's house, but they can get up on stage and play their hearts out. You know, when you see that person, you're like, oh my God, they're so awesome. Then you get them alone and they can barely put six words together because they're, you know, they have social, you know, they're socially awkward or, you know, they have anxiety, whatever the case may be. But, you know, being on stage, it you know, it, it changes their... You know, because they have that, I don't want to say attitude, but that thing about them, that aura, that coolness factor. Oh, I agree. I agree. There's even, you know, major stars that have talked about it. And even stars, and we'll use that word stars, you know, uh, artists or whatever. It's flipped for them. Like, actually, the older they've gotten, the more veteran they've become, they've actually developed stage fright. And there's been several people. I mean, like, is it the guy from L.A. Guns, right? Yeah, he's, didn't he just, he, sing, yeah, didn't uh, he just uh, sing in a bathroom? Yeah, Tracy Guns, right? He was he, uh, on some of the recent shows. He's playing in the bathroom. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, Dennis DeYoung. He suffered from a little bit of anxiety. Even uh, Journey's current singer right now had a little bit of anxiety a few years ago. Uh, uh, Barbara Streisand, after a certain right. period, she wouldn't right. perform uh, live anymore because she was having such anxiety. So. Yeah, You know, there could be a lot of different reasons for that. I've read some psychology articles rather on that. And some of that is people get into a position where they are afraid they're not as good as they once were. And people will know that. And the truth of the matter is, for a lot of us, that's the way it goes. There's that small window. And that window could be 15 years, could be whatever. That you're just, you're on fire. You know, you're the age and the experience and the passion and everything's just kind of gelling at one time and then everybody <laughs> life creeps up on us and kind of bites <laughs> yeah. us you know where the cow bit us yeah. you know and that's just the kind of way we're thrown off on it it's Russ the boss take it down this is Stephen Pearson from Rat the Rat Bastard you're listening to the Cosmic Voice but I think for most of us who are indie in the trench unsigned artists 
Because nowadays you can be an indie artist, that word indie, and be signed, right? Because you have an oh, yeah. indie, trendy type of attitude or approach. So there's that definition has really kind of expanded. You know, again, I think it's conscious state as well as it's a subconscious state for the artist or for the band. In a band situation, everybody may not be thinking the same way. Right. Okay. Right. Or they may be. Right. It's if it's something that you know, some people don't want to talk about that because they don't know how yeah. others are going to respond. But let, let's just say an artist, right? A solo artist. So sometimes it's part of the thinking, the conscious thinking, and some of it is subconscious. And we all get into this for a number of different reasons. I mean, one, you get to create, right? Even though so many people, especially in the rock and metal, you know, guys have said, "Well, we got into it because you got the chicks." Well, that was never my. I, that was never a benefit of my uh, involvement, unfortunately. But there was that creating from nothing to something, yeah, and having that ability to express that in the live setting with the volume and the sound and the drums, and you know, I think that's still the driving factor. That's that creating, and then the experience of sharing that in a live setting. I recently just interviewed a band from Canada. And they said it, as many other people have said it, there's no replacing the live setting in any no. any music, right? No. And I know there's a lot of talk today about the backing tracks and this and that and the other thing, and, and a lot of that's not even real. Let's just take those out of the equation. Let's just talk about the regular, you know, everything's live, right? There really isn't a replacement for that. Even the nope. stereo cranked up to 11. <clears throat> no house shaking yeah. there's still something about that live setting for a musician there's nothing to replace it no if you enjoy that and there are some people that don't enjoy it they you know they like the recording aspect and i get it and like i've said from my own personal experience i've learned to enjoy the live setting more over the last 10 years than i did prior to i struggled yeah. with it it was tough for me but once you tap into that energy it's like you've talked about. It's like a drug almost. It can't be replaced just by something else. So to some degree, you can only fake it to make it to some point. But, you know, I think people would argue that, that there's a lot of guys, even some of the pros that are still faking it. And I guess if you make enough money, you can fake it till, you know, even when Millie Vanilli wasn't faking it anymore, they didn't seem to really get back on top. But when they were faking it, they had it. Uh, they were making more money. You could shake a stick at it. So, yeah, it's very true. Do you think that a band like, I'm just going to use them for an example, like Steel Panther, where they started and they were playing covers, you know, and they were making fun of the 80s era and they hit and then they started to push their originals. And then you realize how talented these guys are because I, I'm not a fan at all, but they are talented. I mean, they're, they're, they, they are good players and you know, they kind of, they led you to believe that they were this comedic cover band. And then they went, oh, yeah, listen, here's some of our originals. And they're, you know, their originals are funny. And, they're, you know, they're they're good for what they are. Again, I'm not a fan, but I understand that people really like them. And to me, I look at it and go, well, I kind of faked it till you made it. <laughs> you know, you were, you were playing the clubs in front of a lot of people and, uh, you know, playing covers, and then you you got popular and, and took, I don't want to say took advantage of it, because that's not what I mean, but you took advantage of your name and your popularity and said, all right, well, now we're going to use it to our advantage. I'm not a huge Steel Panther fan myself. Like, early on, I definitely wasn't interested. I didn't like the fact that they were making fun of the 80s. 
you know, there's some shtick. It's funny. It's a character of all that stuff. I get it. I'm not interested. That, that, that comedy stuff in metal like that, I'm not really interested in. However, when I seen them open up for Priest a couple years ago, I was amazed at how fantastic they were as players, yeah. as performers, as showmen. Uh, you know, give credit where credit is due. Even the music itself is really good. I just don't, the subject matter and stuff, I don't get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess, I mean, they are kind of, they wear wigs and, yep. you know, and, and all this kind of stuff. And Fit. Yeah, so I mean, in, in essence, I guess they faked it till they made it, but they were still really playing. I yeah, guess. well, that's true. Yeah. Yes, but I, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. And now they're kind of like, they're their own genre in yeah. a sense. Like, I, I wouldn't necessarily consider them 80s metal, even though they have that sound, that nostalgia sound and look, but they're... T- they're taking some of the themes of those of that material of those songs of that era and they're really playing it up where it's so right. in your face right they they've right. taken out yeah. the subliminal so to speak yeah and uh, yeah. you know they're just kind of putting it out there i think that bands like that like you were saying are going to be more it's a personal taste thing yo oh, yeah 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 again i'm, I'm going to go back to saying like i don't think it's a bad thing if you're using it as a tool to move forward so that you don't have to do it. But as I said before, in a sense, we're all faking it because we're not bona fide rock stars and whatever that means. We don't have gold and platinum selling albums. Uh, You know, at least most people on our level. And we can't just stand up there. We can't just go up there in basketball shorts I guess you can I mean people do it but there has to be some kind of persona about yourself otherwise what are you then giving yeah. to the crowd what are you giving to the audience because you want them to respond if you're performing you're putting on a show so that people enjoy it so they get engaged and if you're not doing that well then you're not doing it and it's not going to be beneficial for anybody and in the long run it's not going to be beneficial for the band or you as the artist right, right? If you're not really good at it or accustomed to it or you're not sure how to do it, well, you got to kind of put on the airs a little bit like my mother used to say. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yep. I hate going yep. over to so-and-so's house. She always puts on the airs. <laughs> I'm like, I, when I was a kid, I was like, what are you talking about? Like, are we running out of oxygen here or something nobody's telling me about? You are listening to The Cosmic Voice with your hosts, Chris Natalini and Mick Michaels. You could do a Google search on it. You get a lot of different stuff that comes up. Everybody's got their little little take on it. But I think it's always been something, you know, in the 50s when doo-wop was popular and they were, you know, these a lot of these one-hit wonders were coming up. And, you know, they would polish somebody up. And they, they may have not have been the best. Maybe they couldn't dance very well. But they did enough so that they could at least get away with it. Or at least look like they could get away with it because if the people were taken by something else, that maybe they wouldn't see this so much. And there's been a lot of that. Been a lot of that over the years. You know the artists that are kind of like the complete package. Other artists that aren't. Look at some of the history of the Kiss albums, you know, where other players were brought in. Ghost players. And they're not the only ones. I mean, there's been a lot of different... There's been debate over the years with stuff from Aerosmith. And, you know... Or you bring in a guest player, you know, because you just couldn't achieve that sound. Or that's not something... You know... So, I mean, that's all different levels of fake it till you make it. Do you know what I mean? In my opinion, I I think. 
No, I, I agree. You know, it's funny. I When you said Google it, I, I just happened to Google it while we're sitting here. And I came across this quote that I find is super interesting and really cool. If you feel like you shouldn't be somewhere, fake it. Do it not until you make it, but until you become it. Which I thought that was a, that was a great name. It was from uh, Amy Cloudy, although I don't know who she is. Although she looks like maybe a motivational speaker. But uh, I thought that was really cool. I, I mean, that's that's a great quote. Yeah, it's, a, you know, you it's about cha- it, yeah, cha- it. yeah, changing your mindset. So you have to believe yeah. it. You may not be it yet, but that doesn't mean that you're not going to be it. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm still working on trying to be 6'2", and I just keep believing it. <laughs> it just doesn't seem to be working, but I'm, I'm going to keep giving it a shot. But, you know, when I walk around, sometimes I'm faking that I'm 6'2". Yeah. <laughs> So according to betterup.com, there are three ways to fake it, right? Oh, okay. So number one is act as if, pretty much act as if you're the thing that you want to be, right? The other one is nod and smile. And that basically, what that's saying is, is you just kind of like, like smile and wave, boys, smile and wave, (laughs) right? It's kind of like, let them do the talking and you just kind of, you're there. Yep. Agreeing, yep. right? Confirming yep. Yep. confirming and denying without confirming and denying. So the less you say, the more people believe, right? right? Artists and a lot of different walks of life have used that as a uh, you know tool to build validity and or credibility. It's not what you say sometimes. It's what other people right. say, which That's then right. causes right. the mob mentality of belief. Yeah. And the last one is pretend everything's fine. So, listen, I do that all the time. I miss a note where we screw up on stage. I keep going like nothing happened. I don't even acknowledge it. Keep going. So people go, what? Did I hear? You know, know, that what happened? Oh, maybe it was nothing. It was just me. Just clicked in my head. And again, that's on betterup.com. You can check that out. There's some, you know, pros and cons to that. And not everything's right for everybody. Right. Right. So you got to find what works best for you. That works Uh, best for you, yeah. The thing is, is like there's that imposter syndrome then that starts happening. You get so entangled in the fake that you're not really doing anything to move to that next level, right? It should only yeah. be a tool for you to drive what you're doing forward as you grow and build. This is what I was yes. trying to say earlier, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. But if you're still faking it and still nothing, you're, you're not getting better, you're not growing, your craft isn't expanding where you start to feel, hey, this is more of me than of some other counterpart or made-up thing. Though we have talked about that a couple seasons ago. We talked about that persona that you create or put on when you are the performer may Mm. not necessarily be the same persona that you are in regular life at a family party, right? right? I once had a guy, when I was at a class, you know, we're talking, going around the, the classroom, and he goes... Well, do you dress like that on stage? You go, absolutely not. I go, this is me. Just, right. I wouldn't want to see somebody on stage with this outfit. You know what I mean? Right. So it doesn't play into what we're trying right. to create here. So why would you do that? There's definitely that distinction. So that's why I go back to saying in some regards, we're all kind of faking it to make it because we create these these illusions. Right? And like we talked about in other things, yeah. it's show business. It's, you know. That's right. I think as an individual... If you're not learning and growing from it, then the tool is actually a detriment. Kind of like if you're Facebook famous and you start believing things that really aren't there, 
Right. And then you get to the show and you're like, oh, wait a minute, where is everybody? <laughs> now, I'm going to go back to that example I used, I think, earlier this season. And I don't remember the band, but it was a couple years ago, that band that booked a big European tour. And they were promising all these yeah. ticket sales to the venues and to the promoters. And people were buying it because they fluffed up their numbers. They had fluffed up this whole thing. They had money to throw at it. Yep. Right? To yeah. create this illusion. Yeah. So in essence, they yep. were faking it. I commend the guy for that thinking. I commend him for what he did. He created this model and he made something happen. Unfortunately, he couldn't deliver on it because he took too much of a bite. Right. Right? right. So he couldn't right. deliver on that big of a number that he was throwing out there. Maybe if he scaled it down and was a little bit more honest with himself, uh, with a little bit of faking it to making it, maybe it would have been a little bit more digestible yeah. and wouldn't have gotten so much bad press, in my opinion. But that's a perfect example of not really... Listen, man, if you had everything in play and you went through all that, well, he had a band together that could really play, but it just came down to no one was coming. It was pretty much taking, like, they were virtually, I don't even know if the guy was known for anything. No, I, if I remember correctly, if I remember the story, no, he was he was virtually just a nobody. Yeah, just, you know, I mean, we're all nobodies, I get it. Yeah, believe, yeah, me, yeah, yeah. believe me, buddy, whoever you are, I'm there with you. <laughs> but if you're promising something to somebody else who that's their lifeline... That's part of their career to book bands, bring them in, get paid. You know, if you're ruining somebody else's economic, yeah. you know, method, formula, well, that's bad business, right? Yeah, that's bad business, yeah. So, like I said, maybe he should have done something a little less aggressive. And then the second or third time, maybe it would have, you know. But, I mean, I again, I'm going to go back to saying that I don't agree necessarily with how he did it and the people that were hurt in the process but i do commend him on that model of thinking i mean he yeah. definitely went in with a lot of confidence i mean he knew in my opinion just from what i read he knew what he was doing he was getting himself into i think that he had believed in his own hype that he was creating that all oh, this was going like oh I, I, there's so much hype people are definitely going to come out like a, just, build it, will, like a build it, they, they will come. Just, yeah, yeah, it doesn't work yeah. like that, man. It only works in an outhouse. <laughs> I don't think it's a bad thing. I definitely don't think it's a bad thing. The only thing I would caution is, is that, again, the term we used to use when we were kids in the 80s was they called you a poser. Yep, And you could be called yep. a poser. Actually, it became such a loose definition. One week you were a poser, one week you weren't a poser. I mean, yeah. I remember, you know, when I frosted my hair, I was a poser. You know, I really dug the hair. So, I mean, you know. Right, right. But then there was posers that, you know, they had all the instruments and they couldn't play a lick. Right. Nothing. I mean, you know what I mean? Right. Like, well, how about we right. tune first, guys? Let's, let's tune, and then let's see where we go from there. Can you give me an E chug? Right, so you have that. I mean, you know, there's a lot of that. Believe it or not, and I'm not going to mention any names, I've been on bills with bands that have a name, and they had a replacement player, and you could basically tell that that replacement player was not ready to play. Oh. Had the look. Oh, man, everything. 
But skill-wise, probably not. Like some guys were brought on. You got a fantastic look. Can you at least move your fingers? So, yeah, okay, we got it. Right, right. We don't even have to you know, plug in. <laughs> yeah, we don't even have to plug in. I've seen some people that it's, you know, you're like they needed a, a bass player that night. And, uh, you know, it's crazy. But it happens. Listen, it happens. I shouldn't joke because, you know, we all get into that situation. It's like the show must go on. What can we do? We got to come up with an option. Yeah. And it happens, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Played members down if we had to, and it's not something I like to do. It's never a comfortable thing, especially for what we're accustomed to in our music. And I also think for the audience, it's not always a very comfortable thing because they don't know how to react right. to that. It's, it like Because right. you may not know to the last minute that you're going to be a man down, and yeah. Yeah. you don't want to cancel because that's just bad business. You're up front and say, listen, and you know, most, hey, well, listen, that's a, do whichever you have to do because they're really looking just for you to fill the spot, right? They that's have it. this time. That's you know, it, yep. You know, yep. but it's sometimes it's difficult to keep the crowd engaged, especially if you're, I mean, I've played shows, unfortunately, without a singer because we were obligated to, and I felt that was the best thing to do. You may have to do a swapping in set, and, you know, and again, we're kind of faking it. We're faking that we're an instrumental band. That right. really aren't right. an instrumental band. So, right. Right. all right, let's let's hit them with some of the heavier stuff. We'll keep people going, and we'll do this, and we'll do that, and then we'll pepper in a little bit. You know, I think we're all used to it, and we've all been in those situations. But I think it's how you handle that. And if you don't get caught up in that poser or imposter syndrome, so to speak, or that belief that you are more like you're believing your own hype, that's a problem. And. I know people that are quality musicians and have a decent band that sometimes they get caught up in that hype as well. And then yeah. it spirals on them a little bit. It doesn't give them the results that they were. Well, I don't understand what, you know. So it could be daunting. It can be daunting. Go back to that site, betterup.com. They give you a couple scenarios when it is not good. Oh, to use okay. that fake it till you make it. Now, so we had said some of this, but I want to put this into context and, you know, validate what we're talking about here. Now, understand <laughs> that I didn't do any research on this site before. I actually, as you were talking, I did a little bit of Googling mm -hmm. too. Because, I mean, I just want to feed the information here. Yeah. Go yeah. on, check it out. Faking it till you make it, if you don't have the competency to do it, that may be an issue. Like if you go in and go... The doctor is here. Let's let's do the open heart surgery. And, you know, you've only been a fry cook. Well, I don't know. You may believe that you can cut them open, but that may not be something you want to get into. The next thing is expectations, which goes back to my story about that band that booked that tour. Yep. And yep. created this frenzy of, of events that were happening. And they create this expectation for the venues, for the bookers, the agents that were doing it. Right. Yeah. And they weren't able to deliver. So sometimes pretending isn't necessarily good. Assistance, right? If somebody's offering you help or you're offering somebody help, say, oh, yeah, I could do that for you or, you know, whatever. And, I mean, I've been in that predicament, too, where I believed I could do it. And then, unfortunately, you know, maybe it didn't happen the way that I did. And I always feel bad about it. But if you're given it a valid attempt and it didn't work out, that's one thing. But if you're saying you could do, hey, listen, I could build you that house. Just give me two weeks. You know, it's a cardboard cutout, or you don't even know how to use a shovel and a screwdriver, you may have a problem. Yeah. There are basically about the three things that this site says that where you can get yourself into some serious issue. Yeah. Because again, what you're doing is, like we talked about a little earlier in the show, is you're now involving somebody else. Yeah. Who may be counting on 
who's taking it at face value, taking it your word. Yes. You are who you say you are. You, you are such you are, a, yeah. and you can do what you say you do, and it makes it as an enticing possible business proposition. When you can't yeah. deliver on that, even if you have the best intentions, if you're faking it and you know from the very get-go, you're thinking that, well, just my involvement, something else, well, that may not be it. You do have to do your due diligence. Like you said, sometimes that's when the real work, you got to get out there yeah, and you got to do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. you yep. got you know, yep. to put your time in. And like we've said in several episodes, especially this season, a lot of that responsibility falls on the artist now, more now than ever. You cannot yeah. rely on a label or a management or an agent yeah. or whatever to do that for you because nowadays everybody's looking for the quick and the easy yep right and yep. quick and the dead is usually what the rest of us become because we can't keep up with the pace or we don't have we don't have that next level whatever it is finances skill talent look you know whatever it's just some things to think about. Is it a bad thing? No. Can it be a bad thing? Yes. Just like with anything else. Yeah. You, you got to discern how to use it in a proper way. And I think if you spend a little time, you could create a good business model from it and use it as an advantage when time needs to. That means making some decent press releases. Don't make things up. Hey, I just want a Grammy and they can't find it anywhere. Except for like some bad Photoshop picture of you holding a Grammy. That may not be the way to do it. But, yeah. you know, I mean, it's all in the way you word certain things. Or like if you're going to do a video, then do it well. If you want to do a live video with a lot of people, don't use a crowd from a Kiss concert. Edit it into yours. If you want that crowd or do it in a, maybe a small club, advertise, hey, free show today. You know, with some yeah. you know, free water or something like that, or you know, a yeah. bag of chips to everybody that shows up. Maybe you'll get twenty-five people to get tight in on the camera. Now it looks like you got a crowd, right? right. You're still faking right. it, but you're doing it in a way that's a little right. bit more digestible. All of a sudden, they got you on the on the local sound stage, and then they go to Tiger Stadium during Kiss, and then back to your thing. <laughs> and then, and actually, if I if I was if I'm correct in what I'm remembering, I think. That band that we were talking about that, you know, created that European tour, they were doing stuff like that in some of their promos and some of their videos. It'd be like really? real. I don't, I don't remember that. I'm it, not saying that. I, I just don't I, remember. I, it. I, it was like real tight video shots, like like they're right up on top of them. And then they would pan back and you'd be below stage level seeing this crowd of people. So you couldn't tell who's on stage. And then they pan back real quick to the, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> These tight shots. I'm almost. I don't even like. I said I don't remember the name of the band. Most of that stuff's probably gone. I'm sure if you do that, whatever that way back thing is on the internet, where you know when sites were around at one time or whatever, yeah, there's yeah. a snapshot of it. You could probably find something. But anyway, that's it, man. What do you think? You got anything else you want to add? No, man. Nope, not at all. Listen, just get yourself a good wig, and you can do anything you want. <laughs> right? The older you get, the better your hair. Or better right. your hair looks. Um, that's right. Little wig, some Botox. You'll be good to that's go. That's right. You'll be good to go because everybody else seems to, it seems to be working for them. So <laughs> if you like that, check out some of our other episodes at www.thecosmicvoice.com. Step into the cosmic verse and fill that void. Thanks so much for listening. This is The Cosmic Voice. Be sure to check us out at thecosmicvoice.com. Like and follow us on Facebook at The Cosmic Voice. 
You can find The Cosmic Voice everywhere you listen to online podcasts like Deezer, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, and so many more. Okay, folks, that will do it for another episode of The Cosmic Voice. Mick and I would like to say thank you very much for tuning in, and we will see you next week. You're listening to The Cosmic Voice. Music, talk, and nothing but business.